Welcome to Recommended Daily Dose, presented by Holy Name Medical Center in Teaneck, New Jersey. I am Dr. Clinton Coleman, along with my colleague, Dr. Surid Sugger. And today we have a special guest, an average medical student. Nothing special about her, mm-hmm. right? So, because back in my day, you right. know, when I was in medical school, this was like 19 years ago in 2000. Mm-hmm. I'm dating myself. Uh, so between college and uh, medical school. You know, I, I did little things here and there. I may or may not have worked at Chuck E. Cheese, but just to get by. What did you do? Uh, I cut grass. No, I'm just joking. I actually did my master's in public health, uh, and I actually worked at the NIH. So, see, it's not bad. What's NIH? National, Institute, National Institutes of Health. So you're like I was a research ba- geek. I was basically the guy in the back with the goggles on, just pipetting things. With the, the afro? Uh, I had a much more hair back then. That's right. But you well, were Chuck what? E. Cheese. It's e- you know, equally impressive. I said may or may not. Equally impressive. You're listening to Recommended Daily Dose with Drs. Clinton Coleman and Surge Sugger, the not-so-average health show with a unique spin on what's making headlines in healthcare. We have Julia Carter, right? Julia so Carter. Yes. What did you do? Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Yes, Julia Carter. So before I started medical school, I was working. I was a little bit of a research geek, but did my MPH as well. Excellent. But um, the summer before, I actually got the chance to compete on the reality television show Survivor. Survivor? Like the show Survivor? The show Survivor. Wow. Like the jungle. Like CBS? Yeah, like CBS Survivor. And was this a special... See uh, see these kids today, they're like... Not kids. You're a, you're a grown woman, but like these <laughs> medical students today, they like they do too much. They're high achievers, you know. So that's right. That's crazy. It's all about being holistic these days, right? Yeah. So Julia so. Carter, she is a medical student, at Rutgers University, um, New Jersey Medical School. Yes. And little do you know, I went there as well. No, you I didn't. Did so his picture is actually up on the wall. I right. Think. Yeah. The yeah. wall of shame. The wall oh of shame. Oh my gosh! I have to look on the walls now. <laughs> you won't find me. But it used to be UMD and J before yes, Rutgers. UMD, so this yeah. was I'm class of 2004. Your nice. class of 2000 what? 22. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, years later. we are feeling <laughs> old today. And, and you also have your master's in public health? I do, from the University of Pittsburgh. Wow. So you did that before? Before medical school. Awesome. So after undergrad at Penn State, I did my MPH at the University of Pittsburgh, and then I took another gap year where I worked and did Survivor, and I started, I matriculated this past fall. So oh, these awesome. are great experiences you're going to be able to take. Um, into your future career as a physician, no matter what you do. You're going to be able to relate to patients, you know, talk to people, your different uh, experiences. So that's fantastic. Absolutely. So today we want to talk to, about, talk to you about, you know, what motivated you to be on Survivor, mm-hmm. what motivates you to go to medical school to become a nephrologist, kidney disease, yeah. and hypertension. I thought you we'll wanted see. to be infectious we'll disease. Come on. Now. We'll see. I don't know. We'll see by the end of this, by the end of this where right. I end up. So, so my first question is the most important question. Why didn't you work at like Chuck E. Cheese or something between? What, what prompted you to go to Survivor? Um, so I actually was a fan of the show. I watched ever since I was young. It's been on the air almost near 20 years. So, um, so I watched it growing up. And then when I was in college, there was a specific season. It was called um, Survivors Millennials versus Gen X. So obviously I'm That's millennial. Us. Yeah, oh, we're Gen X. I'm <laughs> X. I'm X. So yeah. let's go. Let's do a season. I think we're like you're T X. or something. I think you're a baby boomer, but I don't know. <laughs> I could not survive. We'll get into this, but I could not survive without like a phone and computer and you think you spring can. water. You think you can't, but if I could, you guys could. So now, which survivor? I know each season has like a title. What was your uh, title? Yeah, so each season has a theme. theme um, so okay. uh, I was season thirty-eight, Survivor: Edge of Extinction. Oh. It's on now. It's it just oh, concluded. That's airing. Okay. Yeah, it just concluded the finale and the reunion was last week. Okay. So so how did yeah. it turn out? It turned out well. Great. 
And yeah. what is that theme? So, I mean, Edge of Extinction, tell us a little bit about that. What, what was there? What were they trying to get you? Uh, what was the kind of the theme? What was the, the motivations there? Right. So the theme, the Edge of Extinction, the Edge of Extinction is actually an island. Like, um, so you're playing in the game on the island, you know, with the different castaways. Um, but when you're voted out, you actually have the opportunity to go to an island called the Edge of Extinction, where you can opt to to wait there for an opportunity to get back into the game. Ah. Um, or you can leave and your, so, your chance so you, is over. So if you had enough no mas, you can just leave? Then you can leave. You can like raise this white mast and like the, a boat will come and get you. Gotcha. So really test your willpower as far as like you're not really in the game, but you're, you have a chance to be. So if you want to stay on this island where it's like literally deserted, no food, no nothing, um, then you can and you have a chance to at the million dollars. And can you tell us where is this island? I mean, are you off the Jersey Shore? Are you somewhere more exotic? <laughs> oh Long gosh, island. I wish. Are you on Long Island? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we were in Fiji. Oh, the Mamanuka nice. Islands. Wow. Yes. We weren't expecting all that. Beautiful. Beautiful. You get a mojito there. Yes. And or actually, Mai Tai. Is more, I don't know. Yeah, Mai Tai. But is it uh, really uh, deserted? I mean, there's no one there? The Edge of Extinction is, yeah, pretty deserted. There was... Um, there was nothing there. You right. have to like climb a mountain, like a mile, climb to get a uh, allocation of rice every day. Um, if you wanted to do the climb, if you had energy, you could. If not, you have nothing there. So. So what did you do to prepare for it? How much time did you have, like knowing when you were going, and what did you do? What was the process like? Yeah. So I got the call that I was officially cast um, four weeks before we left. That's it. So there was not much time to prepare. So everyone always asks me, like, what did you do to physically prepare? That's right. right. You know, because that's the that's what people think is going to be the biggest challenge, right? Carb load, um, I guess. Yeah, exactly. So, like, getting your body right or, you know, starting to cut back calories to prepare. Um, but four weeks isn't that much time. Right. So I, I got in the pool a little bit just because I wanted to make sure, you know, try to get my stamina up. And swimming takes a lot of people out out there. And mm. open water is very different. So I got in the pool a little bit. And honestly, I didn't do much. I, I watched... I more so did my homework uh, as a lifelong student. It's more so like, what can I do to best prepare myself strategically? Okay. Because I feel like that outweighs a lot of times the physical strength in the game. So I just binge watched seasons of Survivor and tried to figure out what strategy I wanted to employ. And how did you actually get on the show? Did you try out or how, how did that actually work? It was a yeah, so on CBS, you just literally submit a um, a casting video, mm -hmm. like three minutes max. So I was just sitting at my table. I filmed a little clip about myself and why I wanted to do it and why I was going to win. And I got the call two years later, surprisingly, um, but still got but the call. Two years later, but only four weeks before you had to go. But only four weeks. Wow. So you yeah. more or less drop what you were doing. You already knew at that time you were going to med school the year after? Yeah. And there's also like a casting process. So I got, the, I got a call before that as right. well and had to go to LA and do casting. But the official call that I was going was four weeks I see, before. Gotcha. Yeah. But yeah, I knew I was going to go to med school that August. Oh, so it was, that's, that's excellent. So, so it was that. actually the perfect timing, yes. right? It's it was a good vacation, <laughs> actually. They they always say to do something like, you know, check things off your bucket list before you go to medical school because it's a huge commitment, right? As you both know. So what, talk about a bucket list item, I right? Did. Do you know, I, I'm sitting <laughs> here, Chuggy your G's. bucket list is different than my bucket list. <laughs> no, I think list. it's a different. I mean, I'm sitting here thinking, uh, I think I was working the lab right until I went to school. Wow. We I was step our game up. Pipeheading until I was, I think I and made, then went right into medical school. Yeah, I think That's you know tragic. I was I was doing Western blots. This is a little nerdy talk. And then I think I maybe did a Southern blot. That was my I checked it off my list, and then I went to med school. So. Uh, there's, there's a Southern blot. Yeah, this is Southern. There's a no. Northern blot too. Yeah. Go do that's, survivor. That's that's <laughs> for a different day. So was there something that you didn't expect that you were, like? I'm sure you're expecting not to eat and be yeah. physically tough mm -hmm. or something 
that surprised you like after the process or while you were there? Yeah, so actually, um, like I said, most would expect the physical challenges, the elements to be the most difficult part. Right. And surprisingly, I actually flourished in that that aspect. I have a pretty positive mentality, so that was like, you you take it every day. It's like, at least I'm out here, right? Um, but it was more so the social aspect that, that took its toll on right. me. You're out there with, I was out there with 17 other strangers and you don't know if you could trust them. You're all competing and it was like, you know, um, it was a different level of like social social skills Skill that skills, yeah. you know, and you th we think we have a lot as you know physicians and future physicians, and I'm confident in that. But it was like, whoa, this is some next level social game, you know. Right. So that definitely and took its toll. What were their backgrounds? What were their ages? Like, I mean, this is people from all different types of uh, all ages. over. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the oldest person on our cast is 47. Um, the youngest was 18. Um, so pretty pretty diverse uh, group of people, right. all with you know, different backgrounds. So trying to navigate those personalities was really tough. And that probably translates as best to medical school than anything else, right? You're not, Absolutely. You're not in the auditorium trying to make a fire or anything or <laughs> cooking a rat, but yeah. the, the people, social skills probably the most translatable. I right. Think. And we all had those students that, uh, you know, you had to sometimes compete with. You were one of those gunners, I think, right? Oh no, gosh, I not a I barely went to school. <laughs> He was really a Chuck E. Cheese I, most of the day. If I went, I slept in the back, but otherwise I just I was at home or in the library just studying. I could not stand. I can't focus for that long. Right. Uh, in the classroom. Yeah. It's tough. Are you focusing I'm now? I'm barely focusing. You're barely, he's, he's, <laughs> he's already thinking about consults or Chuck E. Cheese. Or electrolytes. That's right. What was like the, the worst thing you ate? Like, how was your diet before as far as did you eat all kinds of interesting yeah. things? Um, yeah, I'm a pretty non-picky eater, so... Um, so I eat everything. So being out there, I got to eat like shark. We caught sharks, snails, um, just literally anything we could find. So yeah, we ate like big conch shells from the ocean. So that was probably the weirdest, but I loved it all. Like, I don't know. I took everything with such such like positivity because I'm like, I'm playing Survivor. No, like, it's come on, you you know? know, I've had conch fritters. They're not bad. But what about bugs? Ants, no bugs. Like well, unless, uprooting a tree branch and like just digging in there. Nothing like, like termite. Yes. No, no, no. Um, unless they were just kind of hanging out in our rice, there was no bugs that had to be eaten. <laughs> That's actually my big fear. They actually have a lot of protein. Of and, and, and they taste nutty is what I've heard. But uh, I'm going to take someone else's word on that. I am nutty um, too. Yeah. We're by the ocean, so we got we to so catch a lot, of, a lot of crabs, you know, fish. So but were, you, were you doing it uh, ceviche style, I mean raw, or were you actually cooking it over there's no, fire? There's no acid, though. So there's no limes or lemons to cook no, it? I don't yeah. think so. Nah, so you're, really. are you able, to, were you able to start a fire? Yes, we do get a uh, fire. So we get flint. Yeah. Um, so flint and, and steel. Have, yeah. Yep, so we get flint. So we all had fires, uh, and we had a pot. So we were able to boil things. So nothing really raw. We boiled pretty much everything. And more important than food, what about water? I mean, are you drinking coconut milk and coconut water? A lot of coconut water, um, and we do get they do give us water, so we get canteens, right. so we fill them up, but they don't tell us like when, so you have to be responsible and know when you're feeling dehydrated and when to drink and whatnot. But we do get fresh water. All right, that's, that's and was there like an assessment of your physical status before and blood work? I'm sure you got some yeah. immunizations. Pretty right. extensive workup. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, if you Fiji? Think, uh, Fiji is not a malaria zone. Nope. Uh, so there's no malaria prophylaxis. Um, well, you tell me, what, what did you get, if anything? I'm, I'm assuming no, hepa typhoid, hepatitis and hepatitis yes. Yeah, we got, I'm actually not too sure, but we got standard vaccinations tetanus, and anything probably. that was endemic a to the area. Booster, right? Hepatitis right. A and B you would have had anyway before going to medical school. Um, 
Other ones would be salmonella, typhus, or typhoid, and mm-hmm. even cholera. Mm-hmm. Um, he's in his bag. That's what they. Yeah, this is, his, this, oh, is this is his arena right home. here. Yeah, this is right. his thing. Well, he wants to talk about hyponatremia. We'll get back to that in a second. <laughs> but yes, I did have to do an extensive physical uh, workup before I had to go for a stress test. Right. Because. Uh, heart disease runs in my family so um so i had to go get a stress test although i'm kind of under the age that is normal for that um and yeah i I had a lot of physicals and everything by their team doctors so it was a lot yeah and then they do like a post exam too to see i'm sure i'd be interested to see what your cholesterol is like before and after right so by having a more limited diet was there a difference in blood pressure uh, cholesterol triglycerides we did a on the spot physical before we left the island just to make sure everything was good um and then they follow up with us about a month after to make sure we didn't catch anything infectious. Right. Um, but yeah, I lost 20 pounds total, 21 pounds out wow. there. Um, and it was it was quite a toll on my body, actually. Should recommend this for patients who want to lose weight just to go on a high might be, diet. It might be extreme, but uh, we, we can somehow, you know. <laughs> just finance it, that's all. But so, it'd, it'd make a good show. It would make a good show. I think, you know, or a good oh. podcast even, you know, who knows? So this is a possibility for uh, the future. So how about... Things like, uh, I'm assuming that you had to work in teams, then work against people, work with people, work by yourself. So yeah. did you, how did you navigate all that? I mean, you talked about different personalities, different backgrounds. Right. Um, did you make like friends and truces and then, uh, you know, break truces? <laughs> how did that work? I've seen the show. So. That's how it well, works. I saw the last the episode yeah. when you were on and a spoiler alert, but, uh, you know, they turned against you. So. They did. Yeah. All fair in, lo- in Love and Survivor. That's right. <laughs> but I, yes. I was yelling at the TV. Well, it's not a TV. It it's a computer. Tough, right? But, you know. uh, so you made it, how far along do you make it in the show? I made it to day 23. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's episode eight, I think, right? Or, I think it was episode eight. Yeah. yeah. So I was the third person out after the merge, which is kind of a milestone in the show for anyone that watches. Hmm. Um, so the merge is at which point the game goes from team-based to individual-based. Gotcha. So you, speak, you spoke about the, um, the kind of team activities. That was great, honestly, if you were on a good team. Uh, <laughs> and yeah. I was on a good team, fortunately. Good, good. <laughs> um, I, I think I thrived in that environment. Um, but then also the individual game was more so my alley too because you're responsible for yourself, right? Your your game isn't in anyone anyone's hands but your own. Um, so yeah, it was it was cool to work with people and get far, and then also work by myself and see what I could do. So that's awesome. Would you do it again? I would absolutely do it really? again. I'm not sure it would ever work <laughs> with this whole medical school thing. You know right. how this goes. There's never any time. Right. Um, so I'm not sure if it would ever work with my life, but if it did, I would. No, but I think it's important because, you know, I went, uh, I took the time off between college and uh, med school, went to med school, but then for me, it was straight. Residency, fellowship. Right through, it's a I long finished time. fellowship on a Friday, showed up here on a Monday, and then it's really been ever since. So I think the fact that you're able to take some time and, and do something so unique is really fantastic. Yeah, and it's important, right? Like, we all need, like, things that we're, we care about that you do outside of your career or what kind of your everyday life is. So that definitely gave me perspective on I think that. Dr. Coleman and I are thinking right now we should just... Just drop everything. Try, and take a hiatus, right? And go to, yeah. go to Fiji. Just hang out in Teaneck. Or hang out in Teaneck and, and see what happens. <laughs> so now, how's medical school going? Is it? I'm sure it's like a walk in the park now, right? Or it's, it's a whole different <sighs> level of stress. I'm a little winded. <laughs> um, it's a different level of stress. Um, it's just trying to balance everything with this whole survivor thing and then school. It's, right. it's really tough. And um, medical school, you need kind of that focus and right. go all in. And it's really kind of a, a commitment as far as you do have to kind of drop everything for medical school at that point. Um, and that's been really hard because 
I have other things that I'm, you know, are driving my focus. So it's been really challenging and just the volume of work and everything. Um, it's kind of been hard for me to find that balance and everything I do extracurricularly. Um, so but ex- it, extracurricularly, for instance, like what, like you're talking athletics or other personal interests? What else are you doing? Um, I do a lot of community community work. Excellent. So I do gun violence research. I'm in a lot of programs working with high schoolers and um, college pre-medical students. Mm. These medical um, students today, man. It's you just like, have to just, do everything, right? They're amazing. <laughs> I was just schlepping along. Sleeping in the back. Sleeping in the back. Because someone was uh, you know, writing, scribing all the notes probably, right? Yeah. <laughs> But of course I now, but now if you say you have written notes, right? Everything is online now. Is that Everything's right? online, so we podcast. <laughs> so we podcast lectures, which is watching them online. So you don't even physically have to be in class anymore. Um, but Dr. Coleman wasn't there anyway. But and, and you're not using highlighters and pencils and pens. Right? I still do actually. Yeah. Part of it is still like I I still learn from a textbook. You know, same like, with me. Yeah, yeah. I, sometimes I just need to physically have the, the book and read it. And yeah, the tactile. Active learning, they call it. That's exactly. Right. So a little bit, people look at me weird when they still see me with like pens and paper and stuff but most of it's online these days do you have flashbacks to when you're on the island like if you're awake you're in the classroom and then all of a sudden you're like jumping out of your seat or no it's I don't actually a lot of my castmates do a lot of them that haven't really you know um I don't want to say came to terms with it, the experience, but a lot of them that still reflect and play the what if game. Right. Right. But me, I found peace in my experience, and I, you know, I was able to kind of close that chapter and not play that game. Uh, what if I did this or whatever? So flashbacks don't really bother me. Of course, when I talk about it, it's always like, hmm, what if I would have done that instead? But but nothing that ever triggers me that much. That's like, oh, I'm awaking from my sleep or something. But it's more about the experience, which is probably invaluable. And I think it's a segue to all the future endeavors that you got going on for you. Yeah, it's like um, there were a lot of lessons that I learned in there, especially about myself, about, you know, challenges and failure and everything that um, that's kind of the experiences that I reflect on when I'm going through something that's similar or challenges me in the same way. It's like, hmm, like reflecting back on that. It's like I was able to do that and that's how I was able to do it and get over that. Um, So that's what I carry more with me in my daily life is. How, how can I be resilient? How can I overcome You know, and that's only going to help you uh, as you further your career and become a physician because... Yeah, because nephrology know. is hard. The fellowship is, is tough. So mm-hmm. I think this this yeah. will be a stepping stone to your... I was right. going to say infectious disease is harder uh, and more challenging and more <laughs> interesting. Harder? <laughs> infinitely, more, <laughs> infinitely more interesting. There's a bacteria and there's an antibiotic. Oh, you it. forgot we'll the viruses more. and parasites. Oh, oh. What about a crossover, like infectious... Nephrology? nephrology? Is that a thing? That's uh, no, no. no. But if it is, if it is, then we can be the fellowship directors. How about that? There you go. I want to work I'll be you. your first. Student. Come on, your come first on. resident. But you know, <laughs> we're talking about the show and the medical school. But what is really your motivations, or was there any inspiration for you to go to medical school in the first place? Was there some you, uh, something happened early in childhood, or uh, someone you had spoken to, or that kind of piqued your interest in the medicine? Yeah, so my father actually um, passed away when I was seven due oh, to um, heart disease. Thank you, guys. Um, and that was kind of my first exposure to medicine and healthcare and all of right. that. And um, kind of learning more about it as I got older as far as, like, how he was dealing with it and asking my mom kind of the questions about how did that happen right. and what was he doing and um, learning more about the disease and how it happened and the ways in which I can play an active role in, in you know, helping or preventing illnesses. Um was my motivation. No, so. especially if you have that uh, public health background, you know, then that's a huge, uh, uh, especially if you go into something like epidemiology, infectious disease, or whatever it might be, having that kind of global. Advocacy, you know, no, but having that global, you know, we treat patients on the individual basis, but if you have that step back approach and look at public health, um, that's actually very um, 
important. And a lot of a lot of physicians don't necessarily have that training and background. So I think that's going to help you uh, moving forward. Certainly. Yeah, I love public health. I loved having the um, public health perspective before right. medical school sure. because I can see how useful it is as a physician. Um, so I always tell my mentees or students I mentor to look into like MDP, MD, MPH programs Absolutely, or right. even doing them beforehand if you want the time yes. um, because it's so useful. It gives you a different skill set that, you know, not all physicians have. Dealing with statistics, dealing with epidemiology, uh, looking at population health as opposed to individual health. I mean, uh, there's a lot of advantages there. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Agreed. Are there issues that, uh, as far as public health issues, that you really focus on, or? Yeah. So um, I I do like I'm doing this research in gun violence. Okay. So I really sure. like kind of trauma and um, underserved anything that really under affects underserved communities. So right. a lot of you know uh, cardiovascular disease issues right. and health disparities. A lot of preventative. Yeah, stuff. a lot of preventative stuff. Um, We've actually talked a lot on this show about health disparities. You know, based on. Uh, not just socioeconomic status, certainly that's a big part of it, even uh, if you look at ethnic uh, backgrounds. Yep. And, you know, there's to say that uh, that there's not disparities is obviously would be, uh, you know, a great lie. So I think that's important to bring that to the forefront. We try to do that on the show here. Mm-hmm. You're doing that, you know, in, in, in real life and in real time. So that's that's very important because... Um, and I think what she does is probably way more important than what we do because she's the example, right? So sure. Your mentees are looking at you mm-hmm. like, you know, I could... You're, I'm the first to go to school, medical school in my family, and I'm, you may be the same. Yeah, yeah, so no, but having more physicians that quote unquote look like me that you can yeah, relate to me, language. speak the same language, whether yeah. even if it's, it's English, which is the same important. background. You know, patient, we, we've talked about before patients feeling more comfortable, right? More willing to open up, um, more willing to seek healthcare, right? You know, and it right? has such a domino effect too. Yes. So mm-hmm. the more people that look like you, and I'm motivated to go to medical school, maybe not survivor, but medical school. And, <laughs> You know, and then I think that then we all focus on the same issues because they affect us most. Yeah. Right? So I think that's really important. So, you know, we're really proud of you. What's next for you? Ooh, what's next? Any, um, my uh, second year medical school. <laughs> no, finish. So you know, this, this is your Boring. only summer. This is the only summer you're ever going to have Only off. summer. So I hope that you uh, thoroughly enjoy the summer. Do something interesting. Yeah, I'm going to. Well, um, can you, you can't top it, though. Right? Yeah, it's never going to be Survivor, right? But it's, it's, it's I'm going to find new ways to kind of. Bring the joy to you know, my binge life, watch right? a show, something. Challenge yourself. Netflix, Netflix and, binge sh- watch and chill. Netflix, Netflix and, and chill. chill. That's right. Yes. So we had Netflix. It was the the, the DVD. It wasn't even a Blu-ray that came in the mail. <laughs> oh, yeah, the discs yeah. that get mailed yeah. to your house. Wow, I yeah. remember that. Wow, see? Crazy. But that was when I was in med school, we would just watch TV together. That's it. We had DVDs, yeah. DVDs. We had computers, but we had the dial-up modem, and you Ooh. had to wait. Do you know I didn't even get my first cell phone until I started third year of medical school? Wow. Yeah, so well, that's I, a problem. I, no, yeah. So I had, a, I, I had a beeper. I had a beeper for many years as well, yeah. Can you imagine that? Isn't that it sounds very strange, right? But I had no... She's looking at us like we're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't imagine, I, honestly. It's no, a different world yeah. these days, right? You were on Survivor. You had nothing. <laughs> you had nothing. Which so is actually great. Enough. I challenge you both to actually maybe if you have a day to put down your phone and like... I think kind that's of a good idea. Distractions right. and see, sure. just see how it affects your day and your life, um, because we don't realize how often we're distracted. And by you had things. a lot of reflection time. Absolutely. Probably maybe too much. A little too much. Right. <laughs> yeah. but, you know, that's a. There's it's some important. silver linings in all the, the the suffering and pain that you went through. Yeah. 
you know, as far as your discipline and your motivation and your people working skills and your yeah. self-reflection. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger, right? We always say Absolutely. That. Survivor didn't kill me, but it surely made me stronger. <laughs> Survivor. So now tell us, uh, where can people find you? Like where, besides in med school, besides the in the website library? or social you know, media. Where else can they find you? Yeah, so my Instagram, Twitter handles are at the Julia Carter. Um, and then my website, www.thejuliacarter.com. Um, I have a blog. I write about my medical school journey. Excellent. I have um, a post coming out about my entire survivor experience and anything that I can tell, I will tell. Um, so, yeah, catch me on all That's of those amazing. sites. That's yeah, amazing. Please follow her. Um, survivor is still on, um, on on CBS. You can get it online. Mm-hmm. And it's really New good New season's going to be coming out soon. Yeah. Can I order it on DVD from Netflix? Um, Not on Netflix, it's CBS. I don't think that I'm joking, <laughs> joking, joking. All right, Julie, we want to thank you so much for coming on today. This was really a lot of fun. I think it's a, it's a you know, very unique thing that you did, uh, and we wish you all the best thank as you, you pursue so medicine and then hopefully uh, anything else oh, or anything else that she wants to do. I have no Infectious doubt. nephrology. We have no doubt you're going to be successful no matter what you do. That's right. <laughs> thank you both so much. I appreciate it. All right, this is your co-host, Dr. Seward Sugger. And Dr. Clinton Coleman. Till next time, be well. And if you want to find us, we are available. Holyname.org slash recommended daily dose. You can subscribe on iTunes and Spotify. Coming to you every week from Teaneck, New Jersey, Holy Name Medical Center. See you next time. Check out recent episodes and learn more about these two modern medicine men and their podcast at holyname.org slash recommended daily dose.